0: Welcome to Dyslexia Jewels, a podcast that is inspirational stories of children and adults with dyslexia. And I am here today with my beautiful co-host, Meredith Pope.
1: Hi, nice to see you ladies. (laughs) I am so excited to be here too. I love talking about dyslexia, especially in October, because October, as we all know, is Dyslexia Awareness Month. And Janie and I are doing all we can to get the word out of dyslexia and share inspirational stories. One young lady who's very special to me, who we are going to talk to today, is her name is Presley Garland. Welcome Presley. Thank
2: you, thank you so much for having me.
1: Presley and I met through pageantry. She is not, she is the pageant girl at heart. We are, she's never done a pageant before, but I'm trying to change that. And we met through pageantry And I am excited of where this young lady is going. Presley is a very well known and respected horseback rider in Georgia. She's nationally sponsored. She has so much going for her. One thing we have in common is that we are living with dyslexia. Presley, tell us what it was like for you when you first were diagnosed. Tell us a little bit about that part of your life.
2: It was a very rocky road, I will say. It was a struggle, definitely. I was first officially diagnosed two months into the fifth grade. I, it was actually brought up to us that I could possibly have dyslexia in the second grade, but we just kind of never really followed up with it. Um, and then I was really, that's when I really started to struggle was in the fifth grade. And so I was actually going to a private school during that time. And then I was, it, that's who it just hit. And I struggled really bad with, um, anxiety, you know, the dyslexia, it was just all at once. And we were all trying to figure out what was going on.
1: (laughs) A lot of children have anxiety when they have dyslexia, because again, you can't, you don't figure it out. You don't know why is my brain, taking just a little longer to get those neurons together. They don't teach us that. And it's it is it's scary. Mm-hmm. What type
0: of yeah, what type of um I mean that's a lot to go through, you know, mm-hmm. and especially if you were already seeing those things earlier than your diagnosis, what were you how are you handling things emotionally? And how, how too were other kids treating you? Were, were they treating you any differently or anything like that?
2: They weren't necessarily treating me differently. They just couldn't understand, you know what I mean? And so I was just like, I would sit out in the parking lot in, in the car with my mom, just full panic attacks, like bawling the teacher. It was a fight to get me out of the car and we couldn't figure out why until I was officially diagnosed, but it just it was not fun.
1: <laughs> and tell us a little bit about how that affected your mom. You know, how, how, how was she handling it at that point?
2: It was, it was stressful for everyone in my family. Like my mom and my dad, they just, they couldn't figure out how to help. And right. that is what was so stressful for them is because they saw me struggling and they couldn't figure out how to help it. Exactly. And when you were my, on your diagnosis day,
0: um, tell us a little bit about what that was like when you got that knowledge and how, how was it explained to you?
2: It was explained as honestly, I felt relieved when I, when we, when I was diagnosed and we figured it out, cause then I knew that was another step with just how to help. And it, it, it was ex- like explained that it is a struggle and it it's something, but it, it's live, it's, you can live with it. It's not something that's just completely life-ruining.
1: Yes. Tell us a little bit about your education right now. How are you doing in school and what is your day-to-day schooling like with dyslexia?
2: Well, I just started this year. I've been homeschooled since you know I was diagnosed. And I just started this year to where I go once a week. And it's a classical homeschooling. So you go into the class and you like have that, you know, full day with this, with classmates and teachers, and then they send you your assignment sheet and what you do and you just do it all at home. And that's, it's been a lot of help. Cause when I did the fully online, just trying to manage that, that was hard for me. Right. I would just get behind and get more behind, but now I actually had this little trick and I put sticky notes And so I have one side, like on my fridge or something, and I have one one side, it's completed and one is like assigned. And so as I go, I just move them over. Yeah. That's keeping me in line. I love that. I always
0: say that I wish I had invented post-it notes because I would be rich (laughs) because as a dyslexic I use. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always say say I'm one post-it note away from losing my mind. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) We love them. So
0: share a little bit, you know, since your diagnosis and you being able to get, you know, the remediation and the help that you need being dyslexic, um,
2: tell us a little bit, you know, what things are like today for you. I still struggle every day. Like I'll have to reread and reread. And I really struggle with memorizing and just trying to process. It takes me a little bit longer. So I just know. Ways that I always have a highlighter. Anything I read, if I even think that it might be important, I highlight it. Yeah. I just, I found the ways that really work for me and I've stuck with them, but it's different for everyone. So I mean, you could give someone tips and it might not work. Like I've had many people give me tips. I'm like, this just doesn't work for me, yeah. but it works That's great true. for them. I mean, right. it's just right. finding, it's like testing and then finding and just really
1: seeing what works. So if you had to give some advice to the young people out there, you know, boy, girl, young people who are newly diagnosed or are already diagnosed and are living with dyslexia, what advice do you want them to know more than anything? This is just one thing that makes you even cooler. Like, (laughs) it's not
2: something that you have to be ashamed of, like own it. Go out there and just like, it, it makes you think harder. It makes you stronger. It's really something just to embrace. And it gets easier as you learn how to, how to deal with it and how to process everything, but don't be ashamed of it. If you get something wrong, oops, oh well, just try again. It's really just something that just makes you honestly better. Not, not necessarily better, but just makes you stronger.
1: I love it. I agree, 100.
0: Yeah, that's it's so beautifully, um, so beautifully said. It does make you stronger. And um, I was hoping too that you could share just a little bit before we end today about you know being being dyslexic. One of the things that I love the most is that it does make us highly creative in oh. so many other ways. So, and I know it's so important to have things that you love to do and that you do well because that helps to grow your self-esteem. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of share in your life what that
2: is for you? Well, the horses really just, horses and now starting pageants, it's really just boosted my confidence. It's found, I found something that I can really succeed at and that I'm passionate about. And if you find that thing and stick to it, you're good. You're good to go. Like just, and you'll find different ways to just be completely different. You know what I mean? Like you can just be like stronger and be more creative and be loud if you want to, just find what makes you happy. And I found that with my horses
1: and now the pageants and I'm just, yeah. Well, I know we're going to see amazing things from you. You've already accomplished so much, and you're such an inspiration to all the young girls around Georgia, and I am so, and now around the United States, and I am so happy that you came into my life, and I'm so happy that Janie is here, too, with me. We, we have big mountains to move, and I'm thrilled. I'm very excited. Thank you. I've, been, I've loved working with
2: you and doing the podcast. It's been so much fun many more to come oh (laughs) yes well thank you so much for
0: being our guest today and i just want to thank you for being real and being honest um because one of the things that um a lot of children do struggle with with dyslexia is they they want to hide because they do feel ashamed and you know maybe they haven't quite experienced that dyslexia um it's not a bad thing (laughs) It's a good thing. Just like you've discovered. And I know that that's going to inspire a lot of children and it's inspired me. So thank you so much for being our guests. And we wish you all the luck in the world. And
2: so much for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yes. You are so welcome. Um, we want to thank you all for joining us today for our podcast, Dyslexia Duels. And we're very thankful for this precious jewel for being with us today. So uh, please keep an eye out for our next podcast um, next month. Thank you again.